Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show is one of our monthly special episodes looking at some trailers of some upcoming movies. Today we are looking at a bunch, a big list actually, of movies coming out in May 2021. There are just too many movies coming out. We couldn't narrow it down, so... Yeah, we're talking about a lot of them. So that is coming up in a minute. As always, Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year is here to help me break down some of these trailers. Uh, but before we get to it, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. We have been just putting out episode after episode after episode lately. So uh, there may be some good ones that you haven't gotten a chance to check out yet. So make sure you're subscribed. Check those episodes out. And uh, yeah. Also, follow us on social media, at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget about our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I combine bonus content from Piecing It Together, from Awesome Movie Year, from my music career, from everything that I'm involved in. Lots of great bonus content and advanced content. So check it out. It's patreon.com slash Rosen. Lots of good stuff there. So uh, other than that, hopefully we'll be getting to cover a lot of these movies in May and a bunch of other great stuff that we'll be looking at. But uh, let's get into the conversation about what is coming soon. All right, Jason Harris is back with us to talk about some upcoming movie trailers. Jason, how's it going, man? Dave! You get your own sound effects, apparently. It's yeah. summer movie season by the time this bad boy drops, and uh, May is looking like a good month of movies, so that's why I decided to play DJ for you. There you go. I, I, I enjoy it. That music definitely gets me hyped up, gets me in the mood to uh, to do this thing. I'm, I'm excited. I know we got to lift you up when it's talking about movies, so I'll do what I can. <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, as we've done in the past few months here, let's take a quick look back to kick this thing off at the movies that we discussed in our last trailers episode, our April trailers, and just, you know, catch up on whether or not we saw them and what we thought. Uh, starting off, of course, with Shiva Baby. Yeah, we both saw Shiva Baby. I liked it. I didn't love it. I mean, it's getting so much hype, but it's good. I liked it. So... I thought it was a very, I thought, um, very good use of one location for a movie. 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, I loved it. Um, we did do an episode on it. As we continue through the rest of these, it's the only one that I actually have gotten to so far. So we'll see if you got to any of these other ones. Uh, Concrete Cowboys, did you get to that? No, didn't get to it. Keep it, going. Nobody's talking about that movie. It just seems to have come and gone, and that's it. And, that, and that's the problem with uh, the Netflix release sometimes, right? If it doesn't yeah. catch fire, it just moves on. Yeah, they give it a weekend and then they move on to the next thing. So uh, the next thing, of course, was Thunder Force, which got absolutely trashed, I think. Yeah, I did not see it, but I did answer a question at Trivia Night with the answer Thunder Force, and that was correct. So Wow. Yeah. Good, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, Voyagers, which also is getting kind of trash. I, I think I even saw people calling it like racist and it's set up and, and stuff like that. So I don't know. Did you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, maybe that's how they should advertise it. Like, were we accidentally racist? You decide for yourself. You know? Yeah, so. so I don't know. Maybe we'll let that one slide. Uh, Mafi is one that I'm still hoping to watch. It looks really good. I've seen a few good reviews for it. Yeah, I don't think it's out here, is it? I it's mean, it's in, VOD? Or? Yeah, it's. I think it's in VOD. You have to rent it. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely seeing some good reactions to it. And I will get to it sometime soon. Just open this weekend is Stowaway on Netflix, which is getting... Fairly positive reviews. Did you catch this yet? I didn't even realize that was out yet. But, yeah, just you know, just opened yesterday. Because um, because this was Mortal Kombat as yes. the time we're recording it, which I did see. Even yeah, though we didn't talk about it. Although I don't think it would have been that hard to talk about. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last one still not out. Comes out next weekend. We're, we're recording this a week before the end of the month. But uh, without remorse which uh, I know you're looking forward to. Maybe we'll end up covering it on the show. We'll see. I, You know, Dave, we go through so many previews, you're going to have to even remind me of what that one is. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. What's Fine. his name? Bang, 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 bang. Shoot up yeah. everyone. Yeah, I'm down with that. So. Yeah, it looks But fun. I mean, for people who don't know, we basically watch every preview of what's coming out for the next month before we choose. So while prepping for this... We watched probably 10, 15 previews, so I'm oh, yeah. sorry if I don't remember everything by name, but I am excited for Without Remorse, yes. Yeah, it, it looks fun. But yeah, like you said, there, there's a lot of stuff coming out in May. Uh, it was hard to narrow this one down. I think we're doing more than we've ever done in one month before here, so let's start getting into them. Uh, starting off with Mainstream from Gia Coppola. Uh, it's coming out May 7th in theaters. Stars Andrew Garfield as a social media influencer. And uh, things go really crazy over the top. It looks like very heavily stylized as uh, his life kind of spins out of control while trying to get those followers and likes going up and everything. This is a very interesting, unique looking story. What did you think about this one? Way excited. I liked Palo Alto a lot, her first movie. I think it was mm. her first movie. Did you see that one? I, I did, yeah. I, I think it is her first movie, but uh, yeah, it's really good. I mean, usually if it's got a last name Coppola, it's at least worth paying attention to, right? Sure. So, um, yeah. This looks very of the moment, very young, you know, very in tune with today. Uh, so I'm excited for this one. I will give you my puzzle pieces, which sure. were... Pop star, never stop, never stop believing, because I think playing with the idea of form and fame and social media, that uh, movie did it really well. The idea of being watched or wanting to watch or wanting to be seen, I picked The Truman Show. 
Okay. Sure. And then the last one I picked was because of the obsession with a social media personality, a movie I know you liked more than I did, uh, Ingrid Goes West. Sure, yeah. I love that movie so much. And uh, yeah, I think that could definitely work as a piece here. I really like The Truman Show as a piece, definitely. Uh, I'm going to go with Spring Breakers for just that like over-the-top youth culture where you're watching it as an old man and just thinking... God, these kids, you know, uh, and then uh, also Scott Pilgrim versus the world, because there seems to be a lot of like very heavy stylization, uh, a lot of kind of like gaming and computer and tech influence where things kind of, uh, mess around with like the magical realism and stuff like that in there. Um, but overall, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. I, I think Andrew Garfield's kind of been on a roll lately. I, I like pretty much everything I've seen him in and uh what have you seen him in lately that he's been on in a role I, I love him in silence uh I love him in what's it called um drawing a blank right now on the silver name lake. under under the under the silver lake yeah yeah I love him in that and there was another thing too oh uh the the Mel Gibson movie which I think he's absolutely great in um Hacksaw Ridge so oh, I didn't see that one so yeah it's so. tough for me to move on from Spider-Man, even though it was eight years ago that he did it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that is just that's just a mess all around. But he's good. Uh, he is good. Days. I agree with that. Um, and Dave, you mentioned Spring Breakers, which is fun. Uh, not a piece, but uh, the follow up to Spring Breakers, The Beach Bum. Highly recommend. One of my oh, favorite movies of the year. It came out. Love it. Yeah. Love The Beach Bum. Absolutely. So let's move on to Wrath of Man coming to theaters May 7th. All really needs to be said about this one, Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham back together. I can't freaking wait. I'm sure you can't either. I uh, know. This wasn't on the original list, and I demanded it because this is like, <laughs> you know, we've we've kind of said that we're like all in on these like bang, bang, shoot 'em ups you know, and this looks like a return to form. Although Guy Ritchie's been on a roll lately, hasn't yeah, he? So. I, I liked his last movie a lot. Yeah, The Gentleman was good, but this looks like more vicious even, you know, sure. so... Um, and Statham, it's this is what I want to see Jason Statham do: just murder and kill and fight, and that's it. And you know, be <laughs> yes. somewhat sarcastic. So this looks—I think this might be my uh, number one pick for the entire month of things I'm looking forward to. Oh, I'm sure. So yeah, I picked uh, well a very underrated Jason Statham movie called The Bank Job, mm. um, where they're bringing into a bank because this is dealing with robberies and robbing armored trucks and stuff. And I thought that this would be not only connected, but a good point, a good way to bring up that movie, which again, highly recommend if you haven't seen it. And the other movie I picked uh, was just out the first movie I've seen in a theater since uh, vaccination. Nobody, Bob Odenkirk, because it just looks like people is going to get effed up and daddy (laughs) is happy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which, by the way, I am so excited to watch. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. I think I, I cannot wait to finally get to that. I keep telling I, you to go. I know, I know. I, I just, I don't know why. I, Godzilla vs Kong took all my time for this past week, but now, now it's time. Now it's happening. Uh, but yeah, definitely good pieces there. Uh, I would just go you know, Guy Ritchie just kind of giving us what we want is kind of a a puzzle piece in itself here, like kind of going back to the well of classic Guy Ritchie. I'd also, of course, go with John Wick, which is a puzzle piece, I think, for nobody. But, um, you know, this this hitman, badass dude 
you know, being wronged by his organization and then he's going to fuck everybody up, you know? So yeah, I mean, those are my pieces. Very simple premise, very simple pieces here, but looks like a lot of freaking fun. Yeah. One other movie I'm thinking about that I liked and you didn't was Widows, which kind of deals in this heist genre in a um, darker tone. So um, Mm. yeah, those, that's where I'm at with this, but yeah, I'm, I think, is this the one you're most looking forward to this month or for May? I would say probably, yeah. 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 I would say that yeah, this and the one we we uh just talked about, um mainstream are probably the two that I'm looking the most forward to. So let's move on to the Paper Tigers, which is one that I didn't even uh see anything about until this until we started prepping for this but coming out in theaters and vod on may 7th about three retired martial arts masters who have to get back together and fight again and uh looks kind of fun what did you think about this yeah i again i requested that we put this one on because we never see this angle on it you know where it's like three guys in their 50s who are like oh we're broken down and now we have to go avenge our master's death or whatnot and Mm -hmm. um it does look fun, and I, I'm glad that there are audiences, you know, for everything like this. You know, this seems like something that back in the day they'd be like, no, three 50-year-olds and no no one's white in it? How are we going to make <laughs> right. this movie, right? But this looks uh, like it will be a blast. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this was because uh, an awesome movie year in 1984 on our uh, foreign film, we covered Meals on Wheels with the three brothers of... Uh, Hong Kong action cinema um, in the uh, <clears throat> in the eighties, and you know, and how huge these guys were, and that mm. was Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung and Young Biao, and I think like, wow, imagine if these guys teamed up again today, right? Right, so, yeah, that would be pretty cool. The other movies I picked, uh, one was recent about a uh, group of badasses who had to get back together to go on a different type of quest, and that was The Five Bloods which sure. uh, I really loved last year. And then lastly, whenever I think of old uh, curmudgeons doing things they're not supposed to, I come back to Space Cowboys. And <laughs> go to space with an angry attitude. <laughs> that was a strange Clint Eastwood, I gotta say. But I, I feel like it. It, more, it moved more to Liam Neeson. Maybe I need to hear him talk, but yeah. maybe that's just angry old man no matter what it is. <laughs> Well, I had the Five Bloods and Space Cowboys on my list, uh, but I'll also throw in their Expendables, a bunch of these uh, old guys getting back together to, uh, to do it one more time. One thing, though, I was wondering if maybe you know, I mean, you don't have to know, I don't need you to research this kind of thing for this, but are these guys like like really well-known uh, people within the martial arts world or not? Or is this like kind of made up? Don't know and didn't research it. Yeah, maybe if we cover the the actual movie when it comes out, we'll find that out. But yeah, I wasn't sure about that going into this trailer, whether or not these guys, you know, are big names in the martial arts world. But uh, I guess we'll find that out when we watch the movie. So let's move on to May 12th on Netflix. It's called Oxygen, Alexandra Aha, his new film. Aja, Aja, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, but starring uh, Melanie Loren, um, Netflix does a lot of these spaceship movies lately. I don't know what it I is. I think we had that. two. Remember? Yeah, we had two last like month. We're coming, covering 
at least one a month on this. So. Yeah, I'm wondering if they just like have a whole stockpile of spaceship parts and they just reconfigure them into new <laughs> uh, settings to uh, put these movies together in. But it looks like an interesting take on the uh, the premise. She's like stuck in this confined space and has no idea how she got there on the spaceship. And uh, looks pretty interesting. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, I always, you know, if we can talk about a foreign film, I'd like to, you know. So uh, I'm not sure how. Uh, Alexander uh, Aha gets like a credit above the line, like not just above the line because he's the director, but like from Alexander Aha. I know, maker right? Of Piranha 3D, you know. <laughs> Piranha so. 3D did rule, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. It just seems weird, but this seems like he's moving more towards like a very mind fucky suspense genre as opposed to just straight scares and everything you know yeah yeah and uh it looked good to me you know so basically this woman wakes up trapped in like a spaceship uh which is kind of like stowaway which we talked about last month although sure she's like trapped in just like a capsule and we don't know why or what's going on and you know there's an ai that she's able to communicate with that she's able to give commands to. And like one of the first things we see is the AI say, I'm sorry, I'm not able to process that command. And I'm like, 2001, a space odyssey. It's how, right? Sure. You know? So <laughs> that was the first one. And then I thought of buried the Ryan Reynolds movie where he's buried alive. Right. Mm -hmm. And the last one I thought of, which I just watched on Hulu is a uh, limited series Alex Garland's Devs, which I think you watched also, right? Yeah, really of, good. Yeah, intermingling of AI, technology, humanity, and how to extend life beyond um, our human limits. There you go. Yeah, no, Devs is awesome. Uh, 2001, of course, you know, when you, when you get that kind of like AI computer thing talking to you and, and not doing what you want it to. I had Buried on my list as well, a movie that I don't even remember if I actually saw, but I mean, who, who doesn't remember Buried, Ryan Reynolds getting buried alive? And she is, you know, stuck in this confined space, so I think it's definitely a good parallel there. The other one uh, that I would add to the list would be, not to telegraph our next movie we're going to talk about, but the original Saw the first one where, you know, this guy wakes up in this room and has absolutely no idea how he got there or how he's going to get himself out of it and was a great setup for a really good movie that then kind of went uh, down a very different direction with the sequels. But we'll talk about that more in a second. But um, yeah, this movie looks pretty good. And like I said, I really do like Piranha 3D. So uh, I'm, I'm down for, for what this guy's got. And didn't, he, uh, didn't he also do Crawl, I think? Which, that's a really fun movie. Yeah. Do you yeah. still think he gets the from Alexander Aha? Or... Nah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Let's give it to him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. I mean, this looks good. I think it's going to be fun. Netflix has really kind of leaned into this um, sci-fi, you know, I, I like to call it mindfuck genre, right? Sure. But like, especially from like foreign directors and uh, movies from other countries, they're really going into that. And that's how you find something like the platform, which, you know, yeah. really kind of catches fire or whatnot. Or everyone says Ares, which I haven't seen yet, and I don't know if I pronounced right. But, yeah, so these are, like, the gems we're looking out for. As long as it's not like the Midnight Sky. But let's move on. <laughs> yes, from foreign director George Clooney. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, next up, like I just hinted at, is May 14th, coming to theaters. It is... Spiral from the Book of Saw, 
which uh, I thought was supposed to be directed by Chris Rock, but I guess I got that wrong. But just starring Chris Rock and also Samuel L. Jackson. Exec produced by Chris Rock. Exec produced by, yeah. It's a sort of reboot, sort of continuation of the whole Saw series, which is just, you know, if you love this series, you love it. If you don't, like me, you just absolutely think it's dreadful. Uh, I, I checked out, like, literally halfway through this third one i think and never went back but uh what do you what do you think of this series and what do you think about this trailer uh the first one i saw and you know what everyone did right yeah. liked it but um i didn't i don't know if i i might have seen the se- the first sequel but after that i was again you know you're watering it down and you know mm-hmm. just uh, uh the law of diminishing returns but this i think is a little different right we're Moving into the uh, black horror genre, which obviously Jordan Peele reignited. And it's sure. good to see this variety out there, you know, and kind of focused on uh, all. I mean, this is a great month. Look at all the different uh, ethnicities that are starring in all these, um, you know, movies that we're talking about. It used to just be like, what white guy and what white guy, you know, definitely. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's great. So, uh, that said, I don't really care to see this movie, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, but I'm glad there's a variety of movies. I remember Summer used to be like, okay, it's a superhero movie. Okay, it's another, you know, franchise movie. So, I'm glad we're getting a variety of different types of movies and a variety of actors and ethnicities and storytellers, and that's important to me, you know? So, yeah. you know, obviously, the fr- one of the first things you see in the preview is... uh uh, Chris Rock, who plays the detective, is sent a box from the killer. It mm-hmm. says, "Open this box," and it's like seven, 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 right? Sure. Like you, yep. you immediately think seven when you see this, right? Oh yeah. And you know, it is. This is probably an easy puzzle piece, although I don't know how many people remember this movie. But it is about a copycat killer. So it, uh, there was a movie in the '90s, Copycat, with Sigourney Weaver and Holly Hunter, and I think this is when Harry uh, Connick Jr. was going to be a big actor. And you know, he was, uh, you know, and it was all about finding a copycat killer. So I just wanted to bring something, uh, although maybe obvious because of the wording, a little lesser known because of the um, nobody remembers it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Uh, And I feel like there was a bunch of movies in the in the late 90s that dealt with copycat killers like that was like a thing like I think maybe that was even uh, one of the scream movies was like the big uh, setup was that it was right they were copying the first killer from scream that was very meta of them didn't Kevin Bacon do a show where he was like, you know, copycat killer too I don't remember. Probably, probably. But yeah, definitely Seven was on my list. Uh, Also, last year's terrible The Little Things uh, was on my list as well. It just feels like it's kind of got the same similar vibe of that just like super ultra serious detective. That's uh, uh, Denzel, right? Yeah, yeah. That's this year. Was that this year? Yeah. This is... This is January. a strange year. This is like a weirder year than last year. Everyone talks about 2020 the weirdest year because of the pandemic. This year's weirder, I feel like. I don't no, know. No, you're just <laughs> making excuses. <laughs> well, the the other uh, piece I was going to use, I, I know it's cheap to look back at your the series that the movie is of, but I was going to go to Saw 2 because that's, that's when this series was a detective thing. Like, 
the first one, it, like we just talked about with the previous uh, movie we were talking about there, is a very different thing. This guy waking up in a place and can't get out. It's a one location thing. It's it's a uh, more of a just a weird indie mystery kind of thing. But then it became a detective thing, and then it became this just torture porn thing from Saw 4 through 9 or however many more there's been at that point. But Saw 2 and then I think 3 as well, maybe for a little bit, uh, were just straight-up detective stories. And so I feel like they're kind of like going back to the well to that portion of Saw's history for this one. And maybe that's a good idea, you know, because it... Like you said, you're touching on uh, a known franchise and bringing it back to maybe a more beloved version of it, but you're bringing in new characters and new stories, so that could be a good thing. So Yeah, absolutely. So next up, uh, May 14th on Netflix, it is The Woman in the Window, starring Amy Adams and Julianne Moore and Brian Tyree Henry. This is... Actually, from uh, Joe Wright, which it doesn't look like it's a Joe Wright film, but um, hey, you know, he's great. But this is a movie with a kind of storied history. It was supposed to come out in theaters, I believe, two years ago and just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And then Netflix picked it up. Uh, it is about this agoraphobic woman who sees something happen outside her house and can't do anything about it, and it's a kind of similar premise to a bunch of other movies, but uh, what do you think about this one? Yeah, man. I mean, Joe Wright, dude, Atonement, and uh, Hannah, and Pride and Prejudice, like, Joe Wright's awesome. He makes, yeah. even if you don't like the movies, the way he moves the camera is incredible. Anna Karenina, you know, you know. Sure. So... Um, but I didn't know all that, so that's disappointing because it sounds like it's not going to be good. Uh, right. Also, uh, could could Amy Adams and Jenna Fisher be twins? Like I w- <laughs> I was like, is Jenna Fisher starring in this movie? You know. Right. Right. Um, so, like you said, it, it, on the obvious side of things, Rear Window, Hitchcock. You know, mm-hmm. I'm stuck in the house. I can't do anything. Um, I, on the very very less obvious side, there's a character like that in this incredible. Icelandic miniseries called Trapped, which is on Amazon Prime. It's from about 2015-16. There's two seasons of it, and I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. And keeping with the less, less obvious side, Julianne Moore, I go back to her work with Todd Haynes in the 90s, I think, where she did Safe, where she played a woman who thought everything could hurt her and, you know, was kind of had to live in that bubble type thing. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that. Yeah, Rear Window, of course, and then a movie very, very much inspired by Rear Window, Disturbio, Shia LaBeouf. Those were the main ones, and I think they're the the very much obvious ones. The other one I would throw in there is the Emily Blunt film, The Girl on the Train, uh, with the woman who you know people think is crazy, and I, I don't really remember what how the plot of that movie exactly unfolded, but it's kind of has the same similar feel for it, and that seems to be almost like the opposite of the everybody gets a John Wick, you know, everybody gets the uh, the woman who everyone thinks is crazy kind of movie. All right. Maybe we can <laughs> combine the two. Yeah, right? I, I could see that happening. <laughs> well, I'm going to butcher some names here because uh, next up is Profile from Timur Bekmambetov. I, I have no idea how you say his name, but of course he directed Wanted and a bunch of other, bunch of other movies. But uh, coming out May 14th, 
Theaters and VOD, it's one of these screen life type of films. It's about a journalist who uses social media to infiltrate some radical militant extremists, uh, but along the way runs the risk of becoming one of them. Uh, looks kind of interesting. These kind of movies are very hit or miss, but hopefully it'll be a good one. Yeah, but this guy's awesome because he's he like kind of at the uh, forefront of this. And I remember when kind of lockdown started, he was like requesting scripts and like from people and like, he was trying to make he and I think he probably did make this during lockdown, right? You know, yeah. Um, so he's always just trying to work the form and the technology, and like he's pushing film forward in a totally different way. You know, yeah. So absolutely. Um, eventually, Dave, you'll have to learn his name, which I can't correct you because I don't really <laughs> know how to say it either. So I mean, did he direct? Uh, either directed or exec produced searching which was the first one i'm sure we both had right right absolutely yeah and he didn't direct it he he was an executive producer on it but did not direct it yeah so now this one is about so so obviously that's where you talk about the screen life and everything's going back uh, on the two screens and this is interesting because it's a uh western white woman who's trying to like you said infiltrate a terrorist uh, sell in the Middle East and all you're seeing it is on their two screens. And then does she fall for him, you know, or is she kind of cat and mousing him? We don't really know, but it does look interesting. Um, that brought me right back to the first two seasons of Homeland. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, Claire Danes is a, a security uh, expert for the U S and she's got to track uh, Brody who was a soldier and then was turned, they say, you know, uh, and was he turned? Wasn't he turned? What, what is he going to do? You know, is he a, a, a terrorist now? And then I'm in the middle of this podcast that came out last year called I Am Not a Monster. And I'm just trying to pick some cool different puzzle pieces. This is about a woman who married a man who was uh, Middle Eastern and he moved the whole family to Syria and then kind of indoctrinated them into uh, ISIS, I'm pretty sure. And, mm. like, he had a nine-year-old stepson. The episode I'm on is, like, this nine-year-old stepson is like was, like, the first Western kid uh, who was used in an ISIS propaganda video. Like, you know, mm. this is my message for the president. If you come here, we will destroy you, all that stuff. So Yeah, I uh, that podcast sounds really interesting. And... Of course, searching uh, Homeland. I had thought about. I was trying to think of a movie that like deals with that you know situation of infiltrating the uh, you know going undercover kind of in that the Middle East. But I couldn't really think of a good one. So yeah, Homeland I think would be the good one for that. Well, I can throw out a few just off the. I mean, we could always name like a Zero Dark Thirty, right? So, sure, sure. Um, what wasn't the Mauritanian the one that was just out something along those lines? I think so, and I still haven't seen it. And then what? There was a uh, Natalie Portman movie from a few years ago, which I forget what it was called. Where her husband comes back, but they don't like. It's called like Redacted oh, or something like yeah. that, right? And that, but they, but they won't let him re-enter society without interrogating him or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, I forgot about that movie, but yeah, you're right. Uh, that that definitely could fit in there as well. Um, and then the last one I was going to put in there is Catfish because it seems like there's a lot of, you know, playing with identities here and, you know, who is what they say they are. And, you know, when mixing that with technology, you get Catfish. Yeah. So, 
All right, let's move on to our two big blockbusters of the month coming out. Uh, May 21st on Netflix, hopefully in theaters too, because how can you not want to watch a Zack Snyder movie in the theaters? It's Army of the Dead. Zack Snyder's big movie getting out of the whole DC superhero world um, and instead going back to zombies like he did in his Dawn of the Dead remake. Uh, and of course, set here in Las Vegas uh, is about a bunch of criminals led by Dave Batista who are going to try to rob Las Vegas during a zombie invasion. What do you think about this? It looks good. It looks fun. Doesn't look like Las Vegas at all, as we know. <laughs> so yeah, I don't not even shoot any of it here. Who knows? No, so, I don't think but, so. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I do believe Dave Batista. It's funny that maybe the three biggest action stars right now are all former WWE World Champions, right? Yeah. Batista as three, Cena as two, and uh, The Rock as number one. You know? I wonder if Vince McMahon gets a little cut of that every time. Yeah, it's only a matter of time, you know, that uh, former women's champion uh, Sasha Banks was on uh, The Mandalorian this season, so maybe we're going to get some good women-led action movies from these WWE stars, too. Could happen, could happen. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of women, did, did you notice that uh, Tig Notaro is digitally uh, replacing Chris D'Elia or whatever? I knew, I know the story of it, yeah. I didn't see any of her lines I mean, I saw her face in the preview, but that's mm -hmm. pretty much about it. I don't. I knew that he was replacing him with her, but I don't really know much beyond that about the process of how he did it. That's wild, absolutely wild. Is that but, he just digitally overlaid yeah. her? So. Yeah, I mean, Zack Snyder in effects, you know, he could do whatever. So yeah, because I remember when um, you know the whole thing with Kevin Spacey broke, and then uh, there was that movie that he was in, and then. Uh, was it Ridley Scott, right? Reshot yeah. all those scenes, but they reshot all those scenes. Right, they actually reshot it. I think maybe yeah. digitally in a few spots, but yeah. That was with Christopher Plummer, and I don't remember yeah. the name of the movie, but... All the money in the world. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah. so, Dave, I'll leave the most obvious Las Vegas bank heist one to you, you know, so um, because I think that's probably the first on both of our lists there. But... Uh, the look and the feel of this kind of reminded me of Logan, which I love, you know, kind of okay. like these guys who are broken down in Vegas, you know, um, you know, there were those casino scenes in Logan and it's like, what, what, what horrid city are we in right now? And that's <laughs> kind of how they make this look. If I was going to recommend the zombie movie recently, World War Z, where it's kind of like the zombies are working together, that's kind of the thing here. Uh, and the last one I wanted to recommend or put as a puzzle piece, which, again, maybe people don't know about, a very cool Dave Bautista action movie called Bushwick, which we might have talked about before, but basically, like, the government enforces martial law in Bushwick in Brooklyn, and it's up to, like, Dave Bautista and Brittany Snow to, like, escape. And mm. it's all shot. It's supposed to look like uh, Birdman, where it's all one continuous shot. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, man, Bat Batista's good, dude. He can go. I got to I gotta watch that before this comes out. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, as for the casino, just not looking like Vegas. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't know why they couldn't try. But, of course, Ocean's Eleven with, yeah. you know, yeah, that has to be in there. Uh, also, I do not like World War Z. I thought it was kind of terrible. Um, I also am not that big of a fan of 28 Days Later, but I think both of those movies put together are at least 
I guess, attempting to push the zombie genre forward in a way, make zombies do new things, make them have new characteristics, which I think this movie definitely is trying to do. I mean, we even have a zombie tiger, and I I think I read the other day there's going to be robot zombies in it, so I guess, you know... Yeah, we're we're trying new things with zombies. So, you know, the zombie genre is something I loved so freaking much back when I was a teenager. And nowadays it just seems like it's completely run out of steam. I I guess his Dawn of the Dead was the last one that I truly liked. And so maybe he'll be able to recapture something. I don't know. Well, I got to disagree with you on 28 Days Later. I love that movie, man. I, I know people love it. I, I love Alex Garland, you know, who wrote it, but um, I... Danny I'm, Boyle? And, and, Come and on, Danny bro. Boyle, yeah, yeah. I love Danny Boyle, but I just, I don't know. The movie just never really did that much for me. I think I was just already burnt out on zombies at that point. I think that might be one that's worth a rewatch for you. Because Maybe. You know, what that did that was so different was um, really dealt with the psych- psychology and the mentality, and it was this slow burn, and it, again, it wasn't like jump scare jump scare was like mm-hmm. really like kept you in your mind and on the edge of your seat so to speak hold on to your butts it was one of those so. <laughs> well speaking of hold on to your butts uh, i'm gonna go with one one last puzzle piece here because it's a movie i love and nobody else really seems to like uh it's called the hurricane heist did you see that movie jason no but i love the idea of it are they pulling off a heist in a hurricane exactly Fantastic. that's exactly what it is nothing more nothing less but uh yeah the similar like insert uh it's like mad libs it's like do a heist during a blank you know and so here we get a, a zombie invasion there it was during a hurricane it makes for like a really good b-movie kind of setup you know what i'm surprised you didn't bring up dave because i know you love all the new ones are the planet of the apes series the idea of the you know kind of the opposition which are Mm -hmm. not humans working together to overtake society yeah, there you go. I would love to see there be some Planet of the Apes influence in this. I, I really want this movie to be good. I want it to be fun. We we will see. Uh, and hopefully they do some theatrical screenings. I know Netflix has been, uh, you know, kind of opening up a little bit more lately with, with putting their movies, at least for a week or two in theaters. So we will see, especially now that we're back to going to the movies. But uh, the last one we got on our list coming out May 28th in theaters and on Disney Plus is Cruella. The origin story of Cruella from the 101 Dalmatians films, as if we actually needed that, but it does look like it could be fun, and Emma Stone is always great, and she plays Cruella. What'd you think about this one? It looks it looks great. It looks super fun, man. So, yeah. come on, I'm weighing on that. And Emma Thompson, right? Also? Yeah, she is in it, directed by Craig Gillespie, um, who... What, what did he do recently? Uh, I, I Tanya. Yeah, yeah, which was Lars great. The real girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so much of it is on fashion and an evil boss lady or a mean boss lady running a fashion industry devil wears Prada right off the bat, sure. right? Um, two, um, origin story of a character we later learn, you know, or recognize as a villain. I picked Maleficent. Mm-hmm. And uh, three, sure, Craig Gillespie directed it. But did he really, or was it Baz Luhrmann in disguise? Because this looks <laughs> like it could be any Baz Luhrmann movie. I'll say Moulin Rouge, but you could pick any of them. It really does look like a Baz Luhrmann film. Yeah, it kind of does. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, 
I think I could totally see that, and it looks very big, just very huge and big and over the top. So that that's got Baz Luhrmann all over it. Uh, Devil's Wears Prada is great as as a piece here, and Maleficent is also on my list as well. I mean, I'm sure that if this does well, we're gonna see these for every big. Uh, Disney villain, but I mean, hey, they're they're fun movies, I suppose, the Maleficent movies, and this one should be. I'll also throw in there, of course, Joker. Um, You know, this is female Joker, 100%. I know people push back against Promising Young Woman being a female Joker. This really is a female Joker. And then the real female Joker, Harley Quinn, um, The Birds of Prey, gotta throw that one in there as well. Well, Dave, here's my question. If this is a female Joker, are there going to be a lot of white incel females who are going to relate to this character? <laughs> I, you know, they're probably out there. <laughs> I mean, why not, Jason? Why not? <laughs> well, we got a lot of movies to look forward to in May. Um, obviously, like I said, there's so many other ones that we could have covered here, but I think that that's enough for us to look at. I, I don't know. I, I think that's about does it for looking at May movies, though. Um, any other closing thoughts you wanted to bring up? No, here? I mean, I'm looking at this list of ones that we didn't cover, and there's at least three more that I'm excited to see. So May is a big month, um, yeah. and uh, it should be fun not just to hear which ones we like, but to hear which ones other people like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jason, as always, thank you so much for doing this, and uh you know, hopefully we're going to get you back to cover one of the actual movies we talked about here soon. But uh, why don't you tell people what's going on on Awesome Movie Year? Awesome Movie Year. We are currently in the latter half of our season on 2003, which, if you do not remember, is all about Return of the King, Lord of the Rings. There's also some other great movies out there. We just covered American Splendor. We've done the station agent lots of cool little indies that you might not have seen or might not have seen in a long time that are worth revisiting plus some big ones so yeah i definitely think this was a good season for awesome movie year i recommend listening to it you can always find us on social media awesomemovieyear.com awesome movie year facebook and instagram awesome movie pod on twitter i'm jason harris comedy on facebook and instagram j harris comedy on twitter go for jason.com Zack snyder zombies have eaten my website i hope and replaced it maybe dave batista will make me a new website that would be very nice. Put it out there into the uh, into the universe, and maybe it'll happen. <laughs> He's a man of many talents. You got five seconds to tell me where you buried the loot. Oh man, it, it's great. They got film reviews, recommendations, uh, special guest games. Calm down, calm down. It's there on Spotify and Google Podcast. I mean, it's easy. Thieves Monthly Movie Loot. Check it out. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming out in May. Lots of great stuff to look forward to. Uh, thank you, as always, to Jason Harris for joining me on that one. And make sure that you are listening to Awesome Movie Year, which is finishing up its season on the films of 2003 and we will be moving on to the next season very very soon so check out that show wherever you listen to podcasts and while you're at it make sure you are subscribed to piecing it together wherever it is you're listening to podcasts the subscriptions make sure that everybody gets 
all the new episodes. I don't know what I'm rambling about here, but uh, make sure you're subscribed. Also, if you really like what we do here and piecing it together, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You could also share the show with your friends, which is always just the best, most helpful thing that you can do. Really gets the show in front of new people, and that is what we're always trying to do here, trying to continue to grow this thing and get more and more people listening, so make sure to share the show. Uh, Also, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, and send us your comments and feedback you can check out piecingpod.com to get in touch with me but i always love hearing from people so uh definitely get in touch so let's close this thing out with a piece of music like i always do and i am going to just randomly jump to my fourth album a different kind of dream i did not pick a song ahead of time let's see what should i play i'm gonna go with the track called regenerate Because I need to regenerate some energy right now. Because I have just been kind of burning the candle at both ends the past month or so. And uh, I need to to re-energize myself a little bit. So here's the track, Regenerate. It's from my album, A Different Kind of Dream. Enjoy this. And we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.